Hello everyone and welcome to the newest episode of Side Mission. This is Rusty and before we get today's episode rolling, we wanted to put a little disclaimer disclaimer up about this episode because yeah, we didn't love Scorn and it's going to be a little bit more explicit than our usual episodes. We cuss a lot, we talk vulgar a lot, this one's going to be even worse than normal. So if you still choose to listen to the episode, we appreciate you. Just know that discretion is advised. Without further ado, let's get started. Welcome into the newest episode of Side Mission. I, like always, am your host, Rusty, joined by all of the boys today, Matt, Kyle, Thacker. I used, I changed up the order there. I don't know why I put Matt first, because Matt's definitely the least important. I'm just kidding. Matt's not the least important. But today, we are talking about the newest game to come to Xbox Game Pass, at least at this point. I think it's still the newest. I don't know if in the last few days something else has been added. I mean, Xbox seemingly adds everything to Game Pass. We are talking about Scorn, and oh boy, this is going to be a fun one to talk about, because let's just say, you heard the disclaimer at the start of the episode, we did not really have the most fun experience with this game, for a myriad of reasons. Some of us weren't able to get into the game at all without there being a just horrible audio bug, looking at you Kyle. And the other three of us that got into the game, well, we didn't really enjoy what we played. So, without further ado, I think we should just go ahead and dive right in. Uh, Kyle, I want to start with you because I think you had by far the worst experience of all three of us. Uh, because you started the game up on your PC, on on you know Game Pass for PC, and you had a problem that seemingly didn't go away, and I know that when you looked it up, you found out it was actually a problem for everybody, and it wasn't just you. So, when I got this game on PC, I went ahead and downloaded it on Game Pass, because it was free. And I pay for Game Pass, so why not? Well, I start the game up, and it has this awful high-pitched screech the entire fucking time when i tell you i tried to play the game for about 15 minutes and my ears were fucking bleeding it was so deafening and horrendous it made me turn off the game and uninstall it because nobody wants to listen to just awful high-pitched static screeching in your ears the entire time i couldn't even hear like any of the fucking uh any of the audio the actual audio i couldn't hear any of the music i couldn't hear any sound effects anytime something happened it was just that high-pitched static it's so horrible i would have at least liked to play this game so i could have experienced just how shitty it was <laughs> but the fact that i didn't even get 15 minutes in before i fucking uninstalled this game hell no if you're thinking about getting this game on pc i recommend you don't Fuck is that, this game is that where the problem is most prevalent is it a is it a pc yes uh, okay so it's a pc issue because obviously me, Kyle, and Thacker, we play, or me, Matt, and Thacker, Jesus Christ. Um, me, Matt, and Thacker all played it on Xbox. I don't think any of us had that issue, so that's a PC problem then. Wow, that's bad. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, it's really bad. Yeah, this, this, that's, it's not a good sign when just when you load up the game, there's a high pitched, staticky whining sound the entire time. I guess that's, 
that's a pretty and that, and that was a pretty decent sized omen for the other three of us that were actually able to play the game because the gameplay oh it's it's rough so i'm gonna i'm gonna go next to matt because i think matt will probably be i think of the four of us and i don't think this is a controversial statement when you look at the history of side mission matt's always been kind of the nicer of the four of us when it comes to bad games. Matt will rip a game if it sucks, unless it's got Nintendo plastered on it. But, (laughs) but Matt, we talked about how far you had gotten into the game at that point. I think on Friday when we texted about it, because it it dropped at 5 a.m. on Friday. We talked about at that point about how far you were and that the first thing that you said to me was, I'm not enjoying this at all. Like, and I told you, I was struggling to find motivation to play it. Like, I played my fair share of it, but just talk about your experience because I feel like if you get that far into a game and you're not enjoying it, I'm not sure there's anything the game can do to really save itself. Uh, yeah, so let's call me Mr. Nice Guy. I'm about to be Mr. Nice Guy right now. And Kyle, <laughs> by the way, I also would like to say I fucking told you so because your ass was hyping up this game as if it was going to be like this big <laughs> Wait a minute! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I guarantee That's high you. On life. This game, this high, high on life ass. is going to be badass. High on life will be badass. <laughs> Continue, Matt. I hope so, but okay, yeah, no, like, I have gone all the way to Act 4. I looked it up. There's about five different acts in this game. Yeah, it's pretty short, and yeah. I'll start this off right quick. So when you start the game up, I think that graphically, the game looks really fantastic on that menu when you start the game up. I agree. Um, and as you're progressing through these, these, these levels, everything starts to look so bland. Like, I know, I can't quite think of the art style they're going for. I've seen the name of it before, and it's like this specific, like, I don't know if you've ever seen Prometheus, but kind of like... That's very similar. That's what I've compared it to when I've told people about it. Yeah, very similar Mm -hmm. to Prometheus. So the fact fact that this is all taking place on an alien spaceship, whatever, it's kind of like, okay, that's cool. So they're kind of, you know, uh, inspired by Ridley Scott, Prometheus, um, Alien. And... Like it's kind of it's 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 disgusting actually. <laughs> like everything is like made of flesh. Like, um, and the way like, you interact with stuff, yeah, like, it's very it's yeah. very grotesque. Yeah, yeah. There's there's moments where the game will pause and your character just looks down like at his at his stomach and you see like these extra arms. It's almost like you have four arms, and they just like gre- grab inside of your stomach and you just hear this disgusting squelching noise. <laughs> uh, so. I like I like the style of the game, but when you further progress through it, it's just repeating. Like these rooms look the same. Currently, I am on like the last area on, on Act Four, and I just gave up because these puzzles, especially for us who have played the first puzzle, oh god, it does not give you yeah, it does not give you a lick of Ooh. what to do. You're literally like looking at this like it's very obtuse. Here. It's mm-hmm. very obtuse. Yeah. And this, and this is the first puzzle. They don't explain what you do. You don't even know how to access the puzzle. Like, they just, like, expect you to walk around every room trying to figure this stuff out. And, like, no. Like, we're not stupid, for one, but your game design makes no sense. And I agree with that. That's That's my biggest issue with the game from a gameplay perspective is, like... We all four of us, we play a very wide range of games, and we all four, since starting this podcast up, we all four have played games that we're not maybe not 100% comfortable with. Like, I know for y'all, y'all aren't the most comfortable with sports games, for example. We all have tried those. I've tried a few more platformers. 
Thacker's played a few more RPGs. Kyle's played a few more story narrative driven games. But like, there is nothing in this game I can praise outside of the atmosphere. The atmosphere is really cool. It's really scary. But it does get really repetitive. Like you said, Matt, it is bland at a certain point. And the worst part is, and I've, I've, I felt this way about, about you know, the first couple of puzzles. And I felt this way as I played a little bit more. The game, and I found out this is actually a very widespread opinion that, and I, so I'm not that far off. Right as the game begins to pick up, it ends. Right as the game is getting ready to, right as it's picking up, right as it feels like everything is starting to get better, the game just ends. Like, the game is, I think, five or six hours long is what a lot of people have said they've clocked in at. And if you ask the internet, the internet will tell you, uh, Google will tell you that it's closer to eight hours, but nobody is saying that. And the puzzle design is one of the worst I've seen in a puzzle game in forever. Thacker, we did the first puzzle. We did a lot of it together because we were in a party doing it at the same time. And we had some funny things happen that we can look back on and laugh about and smile about. We'll talk about that in a minute after we, you know, kind of get through this. But it's infuriating for me that I was in this game for an hour and I had to use a guide because all to find out, I, I didn't even do the first step of the puzzle right. So I got an hour into the game, found out, oh, I messed up the order of the steps. I now have to start my game over, start a new game save file. And I have to start from the beginning. I started using a guide after that, and I, that guide stayed pulled up the entire time I was playing. And I think we can agree, Thacker, that is horrible puzzle game design. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I ended up getting through the first puzzle and realized there's two ways to do the first puzzle. The first one that I did ended up causing my game to make it to where I can't finish the puzzle or not ex help me figure out how to finish the first puzzle. So I legitimately had to sit there and restart my game. Yep. After getting a trophy and progression, I was like, okay, cool. This is how you do it. And then realizing, nope, you got to restart your game just to be able to finish the first puzzle. That's ass. That and I want I want to interrupt you real quick. And this is the only time I will do this, this episode. I'll try at least. That is horrible game design. If you're a puzzle game and somebody messes up a step, there's next to no checkpoint system. You pretty much have to reset the entirety of the act that you're on in this game. And that's a consistent yep. issue throughout the rest of the game. It is. And to touch up on that, the way the game looks, this game was made on Unreal Engine 4. And just to give you an idea of games that have been made on the same yeah. kind of engine, Gears of War was made on the same thing. Redfall is supposed to be made on the same one. You've got Stalkers 2, which is supposed to be on the same one. You have these engine... You have this... Uh, was it Unreal Engine 4 or Unreal Engine 5? Did I say 4? I think you said 4 on accident. We can keep on rolling, though. I mean, Unreal Engine 4, Unreal Engine 5. It's Unreal Engine 5, I think, but it's all good. We know what you're saying. Go ahead. Yeah, it, it, one, one version difference, but even still. like, It's still a huge difference when you see some of these bigger name games look so incredible and then you look at scorn. Yeah, it's I agree. absolutely terrible. But just honestly, this game um this game blows and it blows you while it's doing it. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, it's this game. We haven't even really talked about the combat very much in this game, but like, it almost feels like combat shouldn't have even been put in this game. Uh, I have another. There yeah, there's combat. There's combat after you start finding weapons. Yeah, there's uh, the weapons are terrible. There's lim. It's limited, limited ammo. Like, Kyle, I'll give you a comparison. You'll understand. We're talking like Resident Evil Seven, like uh, like Madhouse difficulty levels of restricted. Like, oh lord! Yeah, it's yeah. that restricted. Like you basically you mess up a shot and you might as well reset the entire level because you're going to end up running out of too much ammo. Um, it doesn't help that the enemies are just the enemy designs. Like you've got all these worlds that at least there appears there was a little bit of detail put into each world, and that the detail is. It, as gross as it may be, it's there, and it looks like hard work went into it. And then the enemy design is just—it's just fucking boring. It just sucks. It's not—they're not interesting. They're not unique. They're just weird. Like they're designed like bugs, and that's literally it. Like there's no—they don't look like most of them. Don't look like aliens. To me, I was just like, this is really, really, really bad. Uh, Matt, I, I think you got to the combat before a lot of us. Just. I think that the other thing that doesn't help this game's cause is that it's incredibly slow-paced, but yet a lot of the weapons, the way they're designed, it, it almost looks like doomed to where it feels like it should be much faster-paced. Matt, what, what were your thoughts on the combat? So, um, going into this game not knowing a lot about it, so you roughly start encountering combat. You're like You get your first gun around Chapter 3 because the first two chapters are just kind of, you know, kind of simplistic, whatever. Um, and then you just randomly, when you find your, your first gun, like you'll see the enemies before you ever find your first gun in, in act three. And, yep. you know, it, it's, you're being told it's best to avoid these enemies. They'll eventually walk away. So when you do find that first gun, here's what my, like my biggest issue about this is the fact that you get the gun, but there's no ammo in it. You will literally have to look for a, um, which is, luckily in this case, it's like right behind you. But there is an ammunition slot, and then you can go over there and grab your ammo for this thing. But here's the thing. You can grab the ammo. It does not load it automatically like it should. You literally have to pull up the menu, swap over from your, your tool to your gun, and then from there, you have to close out the menu, um, your inventory menu, and then you have to load up the gun. And this game does not tell you that. I, I literally got my gun. I got my ammo. I went out thinking that I can finally fight these uh, these enemies, these terribly designed enemies that just look like white globs of, yeah. well, of you know what. And, <laughs> like, I'm just walking up to them thinking that, here we go, I can shoot it. No, you don't. You you literally have to hit X to, to load the gun. And I'm like, in what game do you do that? Like, the combat was such an afterthought. It, it, it's like we have a t two teams here: the team that does the puzzles, the team that does the combat. They were probably sniffing some glue in the in the developers' room, whatever, Jesus, and they just came up with these awful ideas for combat and for puzzles. And like th this game has scorned me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's really really bad combat, and the reload times, man. That's what's the most abysmal part about it. The reload is so just asininely slow uh the other like big negative i have with this game and listen we have all played games namely the one that i will stick to that we have all played that does you know a little bit more I, i'm trying to it's not obvious storytelling is elden ring 
you know, it's a Souls game, and it, you know, the Souls games are notorious for, if you want to know what the story is, you kind of have to seek it out yourself. Elden Ring does a much better job with this kind of storytelling. Bloodborne does a much better job with this kind of storytelling. A game uh, like Dark Souls 3, any of the Dark Souls, really, Demon Souls, they all do a better job of storytelling than this. There's a story here, but I have no clue what the fuck it is after however many hours I've spent here, because... You kind of just feel like you've been dumped into this world. You don't know what your goal is. You don't know what any of your aims are. In Elden Ring, your goal was, you know, take down, you know, take down the, you know, the shard bearers that had the pieces of the Elden Ring and become the Elden Lord. Ultimately, you, your your goal was pretty clear from the outset. Here, yep. I couldn't tell you what the fuck the goal is. At at a certain point, like this, almost feels. Like, they were going for, for I can't think of, the for, like, ambiguous storytelling. But they missed the mark by a mile. All I know is I'm glad this was on Game Pass. Kyle, I know you had something to add. What were kind of your thoughts there? So, yeah, really glad I did not pay for this game. Imagine yes. paying for it and then starting it up. Can't even fucking play it. That'd be awful. But, um, <laughs> so it turns out this game actually was made on Unreal Engine 4, which makes no fucking sense. Why? What? Why would you use the last-gen engine to build your fucking game that's disgusting? Unreal Engine 5 is what is current, and that is what is putting out all of these next-gen releases. This... I mean, it makes more sense as to why this did not look like it was running 60 FPS at all and why yeah, the graphics I'd... don't look nearly as good as, you know, we were expecting. For uh, an Xbox hard. exclusive, That's this is fucking bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, this, and this is SX enhanced. Like, dude, this is pitiful. I agree with what Thacker said. I think Ghostwire Tokyo, we didn't do an, a game, an episode on that game. I think Ghostwire Tokyo, who I, I hated that game's story, thought it was stupid as all hell. I thought it had a better story than this because at least I knew what was happening. Right? Like, Ghostwire had a much better story and it was still confusing. Yep. Like, it took a good, what, like two chapters to understand what was really kind of going on? You picked it up that fast. I'm impressed. <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I have to It's been a minute since I played it, but no, like, it still... It took forever to understand. At least there, we understood what the story was by the end of it. I have no idea what the story from this one even is. Yep. And, like, on the whole Unreal Engine thing, I thought it, like, even still, I'm I'm in full agreement with Kyle. Why use the previous gen version of your engine? Why? Like, you're all you're doing is hindering your game. I agree. I, I just, there's no reason when better technology exists to use older tech. Like that, listen, as much as I may have loved the last thing they had their, like this studio had their hands on, but that's something Bethesda would do. That's something that Bethesda has done when you look at like the Fallout series. That's something they have done is using old tech. Like this, the, the engine they used for Fallout 4, which was years after Skyrim at that point, was the same as the engine they used on Skyrim. And that's a very Bethesda move, if I'm being honest. I just This game missed the mark on so many things. And even with the atmosphere, like Matt said in the beginning, just kind of all runs together at a certain point. You don't feel like anywhere you go is special. I'll tell you this, of the games that we've played that have come out on Game Pass so far, and that's been two releases to this point, I know... We all played 
Metal Hellsinger on PS5 instead of off Game Pass. Metal Hellsinger, if you're asking me which Game Pass game is better, Metal, Hel- Metal Hellsinger clears this game by a mile, and it's not close. Like, that game had a great story, great gameplay for what it was. This is just a mess from the jump. Now, we did have one funny thing happen in this game because, Thacker, you did... I, this is so stupid. I can't believe I'm about to say this. This is so dumb. Like, so when we were working on the first puzzle, Thacker, and Kyle kind of got brought into this a little bit because he joined the party a little late. But in the very first puzzle of this game, you have to get, like, I don't even know what, how, the, how the fuck to describe it. Like, this egg, these eggs off the wall. It's like this, like, fetus type thing. I don't know. We didn't know what to call it, so Thacker started calling it Jimmy. And started talking to him and saying, all right, come on, Jimmy. Come on, Jimmy. I'm going to take you to your chair now. Let's get in the shopping cart. Let me push you along. Like, don't, that... touch me. don't touch me, Jimmy. I'll, I'll, I'll help you out of your chair. Just yeah. don't touch me. I don't want you to touch me. No, no. It was all like right, talking right, to an actual child. Like it was, And it was funny <laughs> as all hell. I remember at one point I had, to re- I had to restart the game twice for the first puzzle. The second time I did was because I got so far in on the wall puzzle, one of the very first steps of the puzzle, that I literally couldn't get Jimmy off the wall. And I I leaned into my mic and said, Thacker, I can't believe I'm about to fucking say this, but how did you get Jimmy off the wall? And I've (laughs) never, I've never felt dumber in a game than having to say those words. So, like, we have Jimmy... That was funny. Jimmy in my gameplay did end up dying. I did not save him. <laughs> I did not save Damn. that man at all. Jimmy ended up dying. I know Thacker killed him at first and then saved him the second time. Oh, Reverse that. I saved him the first time, had to restart my game, and then killed him. Oh, same difference. Anyways, either way, <laughs> Jimmy did not make it. And into, I don't know what Matt did. Matt, did you kill Jimmy? Oh, yeah, I killed Jimmy. Yeah, I, <laughs> chair, I had him get scooped up like he was vanilla ice cream, bro. He, it was the ending of freaking Five Nights at Freddy's sister location. That's what it was, bro. Dude got scooped by the scooper. That's what happened to him. So, needless to say, we don't like this game at all. It's pretty bad. Uh, IGN ought to be fucking ashamed that they gave it a 7. They ought to be ashamed for giving it a 7. Get, shout out GameSpot, because they gave it a 4, and that's much more aligned with what I would give it. I'd give this game a solid 3. And a solid IGN, IGN is out here throw, giving random scores at this point. IGN's throwing a fucking dart at a wall with numbers, and they're like, alright, whatever it hits is what we're giving it. And you open, they open, they're doing it with their eyes closed, they open their eyes, and the only numbers that are on the wall are just 7s. So it's impossible to give a game anything else. That's they just be giving everything a seven. Like I'm fully expecting IGN when God of War Ragnarok comes out. I'm fully expecting these motherfuckers to just come out and be like, "All right, God of War Ragnarok, six out of ten. You six heard out it. of ten. You heard it here first. I'm just I'm I'm fully expecting them those idiots at IGN to give it a six out of ten just because a, a seven out of ten on this game is so misleading. So misleading, dude. That one hundred percent. That gives the that gives the mirage that the game is worth something. It's not worth anything. Like, come on now. So we don't like this game. We've had a lot of games come out this year. A lot. This has probably been one of the most active years in gaming we've had in a while. Like last year, yeah. I said the quality of games we got was unreal, and I think the quality of games we've gotten so far this year are unreal. Like, I already have an idea of what my top five is going to look like at the end of the year. Obviously, spots six to ten in my top ten are gonna look are gonna be hard for me to place, 
But we've had a lot of really good games come out. But I want to talk about the other side of that real quick. So for those who don't know, and that's probably everyone listening, we are adding to our top 10 games of the year episode this year with uh, our most or our worst games of the year. Now, at this point, we have not decided whether or not we want to do a top 5 or a top 10 because, honestly, it's been very hit or miss this year when it comes to gaming. I think we all agree on that. It, games have either been yeah. fantastic or they've been kind of shit. So we don't really, we don't really know, we don't really know if it's going to be a top five or a top ten, but obviously we'll get that figured out before you know we get to that point. Um, at this point in time, and the reason why I say top five or top ten is because Kyle and I were talking about this before. We're getting to a point where like we've got enough bad games to almost do a complete top ten worst games of the year. We've almost, really we've almost have enough. Now, thankfully. As of recording this episode, Plague Tale Requiem drops drops tomorrow. That's theoretically going to be great. Mario Rabbids drops later this week, along with Gotham Knights, and I'll talk. We'll talk about those games obviously when we get to them. There is some good stuff on the horizon, along with God of War, Ragnarok, Pokemon, all that, Sonic Frontiers. Good stuff on the horizon. What are what is everybody's least favorite game though that's come out so far this year? And I, I know that like we've talked a lot about the same games being kind of kind of crap. So, Matt, I'll start with you. What, what so far to this point has been your least favorite game of the year? Yeah, so I'm going to say a Nintendo game. So you guys can do all your, oh, and all that later. Um, like, yeah. It's Mario Strikers, isn't it? Mario Strikers is my least favorite game of the year. <laughs> I knew it! Damn. Uh, that's that's a Nintendo game. <gasps> yeah, I've literally been waiting a sequel since the Wii, and that's what they gave us. And I feel it bad. has been updated two times since its release with uh, three new characters, two new courses, but no new modes. So, yeah, not expecting much anymore from the uh, last update because they said one more update, and that's it. We already got your money. Goodbye. You know, the only reason why I wasn't the only reason I wasn't going to say Mario Strikers was because at least the gameplay was decent. Like, it worked, as in, like, it made sense and it explained it to you. That's the only reason I wouldn't have said that. But that's interesting that that, for you, is up there. Uh, Kyle, I, I think I know what yours is. I know what yours is already, but I want to hear you say it. <laughs> Imagine, if you will, <laughs> a young boy in high school comes across the game Saints Row, <laughs> falls in love with this series, and he says, man... If only they would add co-op. Oh, wait, the third game did add co-op. I got to experience that game with my friends. It was so much fun until the fourth game came out, and then they canceled it And for years, for almost a decade. I grew up, moved away, and waited. And waited. And, and then waited. they announced Saints Row 2022. And that was the biggest pile of dog shit I think I have ever played in my life. Like, I mean, that's beyond the disappointment. You want to talk about a bad game. Not only was the game literally broken. I mean, I couldn't play the game, period. There were so many points where we had to reset checkpoints. We had to restart missions. I would get in the car, and then my buddy couldn't get in the car. So I had to wait for him to get to the mission. I mean, like, that was just already so awful. But the story, the story was fucking horrendous. When you take the the saints of Saints Row and you turn them into little bitches, you, <laughs> you literally made them all about, my friends, I love you so much, I couldn't do anything without you. Like, bitch, the old Saints Row actually sacrificed themselves 
this is by far, I mean, <laughs> like, Cyberpunk was pretty bad. This is going to be the worst game I play in probably a long time. I mean, a long time. That was disappointment, horrible game. I mean, I, I cannot tell you another game that I think could possibly beat that game in the next decade unless you just drop a sequel to the Saints Row. I'm not going to lie, Kyle. I, Matt, Matt said, we have our chat pulled up. Matt said we did an episode on this, damn. I mean, he's not wrong. We did do an episode on this, but I mean, for all those reasons, that is still very valid. I, I have said often that the difference in a game like Scorn and a game like Saints Row is Scorn I had zero expectation for. I I if Scorn, if, I always said if Scorn was shit, it wouldn't bother me all that much because I'm not going to be playing it anymore to begin with. So it is yeah. what it is. Thacker, what about you? Uh, I'm still sitting here racking my brain, but honestly, like, I'm with Kyle. I'm with definitely with Kyle on Santro being a train wreck this year and letting everyone down. But for one that I was actually excited for, I would have to honestly say, uh, Dying Light. 10. He stole uh, mine, you oh. fucker. He stole mine. I was going to say Dying Light too. Kyle called it before I could even get it out. Fuck. Oh, it's my God. Dying Light 2, Dying Light 2 it, was bad. It dropped so much content. You had fucking guns in the first one, and I get apocalyptic fucking mindset where things are going to end up going missing. You're going to run out of supplies. But fucking Christ, really? No guns. The only gun in the fucking game was an Easter egg for Doom. It was... D- d- the Mario glitch itself was just utterly stupid. Yep, yeah, I agree. The only thing that game had going for itself was the Easter eggs, and even them were bullshit. Yeah, I, I thought the first Dying Light had much better Easter eggs. Yeah, Dying Light Two was gonna be what I said, uh, and my backup was gonna right. be my backup was gonna be Saints Row. <laughs> So, and we did, we've done episodes on all these games. That's the best part. The funny thing is, y'all want to know what my third game was that I was going to say? Mo- oh, no. Mo- motherfucking Mario Strikers. <laughs> <laughs> so, right, I'm going to I'm gonna go with my fourth game, a game that, again, I was looking forward to. And and listen, like, I'll be, I'll be real, real honest. If I had to rank the worst game of the year, right now, for me, it is Saints Row 1, Scorn 2. Um, for the reason I said before that Saints Row I had expectations for Scorn I had zero but Scorn is that abysmally bad I would put it above Mario Strikers um, and I would put it above a game that I'm going to mention now that I was excited for and that was Nintendo Switch Sports that has been that is an embarrassment by Nintendo that they released that and it had as little content as it did at launch and freaking golf got delayed Golf! You already have the assets for that from Wii Sports. You have that from Wii Sports. Why could you... You're telling me... You're telling me... I'm going to pick up my mic and lean into it for this. You're telling me that Nintendo, the king of porting old games to their current-gen consoles, they couldn't port Golf into Nintendo Switch Sports? They They needed three more months... To do that, that's an embarrassment, Nintendo. You ought to be fucking ashamed that you launched that game and Mario Strikers with as little and half-baked content as you did. Now, let me make it clear. Centro 100% is still at the top of the list. It is the worst game that has come out this year because of the expectations that were set. 
not by the Saints Row franchise, but by Koch Media. Koch Media set the expectation. They failed to meet it. Scoring is two. I would say right now, Switch Sports would go in front of Mario Strikers because I got more ent- more entertainment and more playtime out of Mario Strikers. Now, I'm going to say something that is going to be controversial. and people are, or It might not be controversial at this point with everything that's out. I fully anticipate and I want to be proven wrong. I think at the end of the year, Gotham Knights is going to be on this list. I think Gotham Knights is going to be on this list. I am super excited for Gotham Knights. I know all four of us are. We're all big comic book fans. We're comic book nerds. We love Batman. But I'm really nervous about the stuff that has come out about that game. Supposedly being locked at 30 FPS... You know, on console, that's bad. The the screen caps that we've seen of, of in-game areas looks pretty bad. It doesn't look good visually. The voice acting was bad in all the demos we've seen. I am worried about Gotham Knights, and I hope I'm proven it wrong. But let's take let's take this back to what we talked about before. We got into all of this. Scorn, don't play it. It's not good. So if you take away anything from this episode, because I know we talked about a lot, we talked about scoring for probably about 24 minutes and we talked about shitty games for another eight and a half, nine minutes. Uh, Scorn is not good. Don't waste your time on it. If you're looking for something new to play, dude, there's like three or four big games launching in the next like eight days from from the time of recording this. You can find something new to play. Shout out to Jimmy, but this game fucking sucked. I... So we just go. We just go end it. We just go end it there. Bad game. Three out of ten. Would not recommend. So that's gonna wrap up. Wrap up this episode of Side Mission. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Side Mission Pod, Facebook and TikTok at Side Mission Podcast. You can follow all of us on every platform as well. Please do not send me a friend request if you're gonna be weird though. I've gotten too many. Too many. We got too many weirdos messaging the page. Don't do that. Don't do that. But that's going to wrap us up here. This has been Scorn. It fucking sucks. For Matt, for Kyle, for Thacker, I'm Rusty. Thanks for listening. And also go Vols.